Motherfucking hands. Get em high. All the girls pass the weed to your motherfucking man. Get em high. Now I ain't never tell you to put down your hands. Keep em high. And if you're losing your high, then smoke again. Keep em high. Nah, 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 nah. My flow is in the pocket like Wallace. I got the bounce like hydraulics. I can't call it. I got the swirl like alcohol. My freshman year, I was going through hella problems Still, I bit up the nerd to drop my ass up out of college My teacher said I was a loser I told her, why don't you kill me? I give a fuck if you feel me, I'm gonna follow my heart And if you follow the charts or the plaques or the stacks You ain't gotta guess who's back, you see? I'm so shy that you thought I was bashful But this bashful flow will What it do, what it do, what it it do It is your boy, Andrew Schultz, aka Mr. Goody Two Shoes, and we are back, episode 27, and who's here? It's the old man Huggy, Joseph Huggins himself. How goes it, how goes it? Welcome, mother, motherfucker. (laughs) What's up, man? How are you, sir? It's been... You're looking dapper. You're looking grizzly. I see you. What's that? Who's that? Is that Ollie on the shirt today? Oh, you know, Ollie on the shirt. Down oh, goes, bro. down goes Frazier, baby. Uh, okay, I'm, go- I'm wearing some like shirt for that I got in the Gap in like eighth grade. That's making me feel like I'm holding on, you know. So I'm wearing. I'm not rocking the Ollie today. I wish I was though. I did wear my OJ Simpson shirt the other day though. Um, <laughs> the juice. Is loose. Yeah. It's a weird shirt. Well, you know, I actually have a uh, rap song called Down Goes Frazier. And then also, um, the Chinese, they, I mean, let's just start it off hot. Uh, they <laughs> they had a uh, Uyghur, which is a uh, group of... Uh, Muslims that they currently are putting in concentration camps, over a million of them in China, light the torch at the Olympics. Well, guess what? We had Muhammad Ali light our torch one time, so I had to, I had to come correct. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about these Olympics. I mean, I've watched some of it, but it's all kind of you know, awkward turtle. Not really my thing right now. Not really into it this year and like the steel plant that they had to shut down for like a month so the sky could be blue and all sorts of stuff. I'm like, man, that's just wild to me. I mean, they, they did that the last time. Uh, 08, when they had the Summer Olympics. True, they're just getting mad Olympics right now. Well, they ain't going to get another one in a long time. Probably. Facts. True, true, true. And like all the ratings are down and uh, I don't think it's because like people just don't, I don't know. I, to be honest, we'll find out why. But um, I haven't been watching just because uh, I ain't got cable over here. I just got the internet. <laughs> you can get Peacock, bro. Come on. You can get Peacock. Dude, I, I got so many of the streaming services. Like, I need a rundle. Sorry, uh, man. I'm a, a, a what? It's good. <laughs> Okay, it's called a rundle. So it's like, uh, it's like how Disney Plus, uh, ESPN, which are owned by uh, ABC, and then Hulu, 
or they're owned by Disney, I should say, and then Hulu. So you get them all, but um, but mainly a rundle would be uh, like if you got like Netflix and then like an unaffiliated company to Netflix. But what it stands for is a bundle. So it's like a bundle, but it's a reoccurring revenue bundle. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, well, you know, I was like, what... I can just give you my Hulu login, man. Well, I got, I got Hulu. Well, dude, I mean, I had people, I had people, I had the Tiger, the Legend, over here to watch the Super Bowl, and uh, I just screen shared it from my computer to my TV. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been doing, but uh, I, I just don't even want to go through the trouble to go watch the Winter Olympics. However, I will say, uh, figure skating, drinking game. Uh, every time like somebody falls, you have to drink. One one of the best best times I've ever had slash could have watching the Olympics. Yeah, that's true. Um, definitely could get drunk doing that unless everyone's clutch. Then you're just stuck being sober the entire time watching figure skating. Yeah, mm. I've I mean, always wanted to place figure skating bets. Maybe like you know like what was like the over under on some of these and like what kind of action could you get from like a bookie or just gambling in general on figure skating if uh, that's well, even possible well they call me mr bookie two shoes so uh <laughs> i could tell you <laughs> you just have to ask uh speaking of which um uh, usually we'll get to the therapy questions for maybe we do the therapy questions and then we can get into uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. super bowl and uh and the odds and the gambling because uh that is my forte, other than, um, you know, just being good looking and, and a good podcaster. <laughs> so you got a lot of fortes. That's true, but I'm not, I'm not a, a you know, what do they say? A, like a jack of all trades and a master of none. Um, it's like, you know, people, I'm a master of a bunch. They say, uh, you know, it's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Well, guess what? I sprint marathons, motherfuckers. All right. Well, then let's get right into the first therapy question. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't, oh, you don't think I sprint marathons? Oh, I'm not saying that you don't. I've seen you sprint a couple marathons. I had I had a uh, roommate uh, before I moved out to Santa Monica, and uh, she uh, would train for marathons and then like flex on how many marathons she's done. Well, However, this person does not look like she's ever done a marathon in her life. Uh, I find out. <sighs> did i find out um the last marathon was when she was living with me she got last place and uh they said you could either just give up or we could put you in the back of this pickup truck and then drive you to the finish line i think it's more about the journey of trying to train for it <laughs> i don't know i don't that's pretty bad that's some bust to be actually. last yeah that's to be last and get scooped up like you come in we're picking up cones like you getting in or what that's what was happening to it and streets I, opening up in 10 minutes you gotta move you gotta get out of the way oh goodness gracious great balls <laughs> of fire okay <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen talk shit or get off the pot episode 27 uh you know hopefully this is not the 27 club where both joseph and i just pass away during this broadcast but um <laughs> i hope not that's heavy man it is heavy um okay therapy question number one mr joseph all right is having a big ego a negative 
or a positive trait? I mean, that's, I think it's more of a double-edged sword. So whenever I was reading this, I thought, found that very interesting. Just also me and you answering this question. I was like, that's kind of funny. Cause I was like, I think I definitely have an ego, but I think that comes with confidence. So like being confident in yourself and thinking that you can like accomplish your goals or do anything like that is super important. And like, you know, they always talk about how confidence is extremely attractive as well. So I think everyone tries to be confident or have some sort of ego, like you'd have to, to, you know, kind of really get to where you'd want to be and be mo be self-motivated. I think that comes with some sort of ego or cockiness. Now you can like have not have humility and be super cocky. And then you're not really like learning anything, you know? I mean, I guess you're just being a dick to people. You're just cocky. You can be an asshole. You can't have too much of that, but I think it's important to have it. So it's not necessarily negative. I think it can be become negative over time if you don't like keep yourself in check, I guess, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, yeah, I'm glad you brought that uh, confidence up because uh, if all oh, if you're like a OG listener to talk shit or get off the pod, then you know your boy Mr. Goody has irrational confidence. True. And uh, but I've always, from episode one, I brought that up, but I also also said immediately it's good and bad. Now. Uh, because, you know, it gets me into situations uh, in a good way. But then I got a rational confidence and I go on the basketball court thinking I'm about to just serve some asshole up, even though I haven't played basketball in like six months. And then I shoot nine air balls uh, in a row. That happened to me. Uh, <laughs> however, confidence and ego, I think, are two different things. Are they not? I mean, I guess, but I mean, isn't an ego like you develop an ego over time and a lot of that comes from being confident like somebody who has an ego is somebody that's confident like while they're separate they kind of like coincide well i mean i like to maybe very like uh distinguish the two between big dick energy and small dick energy now <laughs> okay yeah so, i mean yeah I like guess. you could have a big ass ego and, and you got small dick ass energy because of that like like I'm like oh bro what what's going on why is your ego so big, however, you the can big be trucks so, yeah They're the yeah. big trucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> big trucks but I mean you could be super confident but uh, your ego is in check so yeah you it, got a sleeper nobody knows about it till they find out later I mean they can sense the confidence but like they don't necessarily think you have a big ego you know yeah though they sense the big dick energy. Right. Like I feel, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't disagree. I see what you mean there in the comparison. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, but I don't think that it, even you have to have some sort of ego to like feel like you can do, like I can do my thing. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I want to go to space, you know? Like, so obviously, like I'm just saying, like if you wanted to do that or you accomplish that, like you have to have some sort of ego that comes with that. Like you'd have to have that to put yourself out there and take risks because you have like the ego like you have a, enough of an ego to think that you can overcome whatever odds are in front of you right yeah true i mean i guess everybody has an ego too i mean like right it's like the science like the id the ego and uh what's the other one super yeah no e uh, super yeah. ego <laughs> yeah no it's like you know whenever someone's like you don't know what i've been through don't give me that shit like that's some ego shit you know when someone trips on you and you're like you don't know what you're talking about like hey man i know what i'm 
I did this, that, and the other. Like, you know, it's like your rep or some shit. It's like yeah. your it's like your emotions attached to your reputation or some weird shit like that. Yeah. So maybe it's like um like a Venn diagram of confidence and ego and like sometimes they you know, they're the same, uh, meet in the middle, but sometimes they're totally different. Yeah, no, I I, I can I, I can agree on that. Okay. So <laughs> uh a big ego are we we decided negative, positive? No. Big ego, I mean I think they can just become negative over time. It just yeah. I mean it, it just depends on the person. You know, the the wielder of the energy depends yeah. really comes down to because if you have a big ego but you're like I mean no that was a bad I was gonna say Joel Olstein and I was like that's a horrible example of someone with a big ego. Um, I, any televangelist would be a bad uh, example of a big ego. But you know, like there's some people who have big egos and like is it a bad thing? Like you could say that Elon Musk's big ego can like pisses me off from time to time and kind of makes him douchey you know yeah for sure um you, i feel like you're just triggering me on the on the jamaican uh that i went out on the date with who left me for the 65 year old because oh yeah that's where we left off last time did she, she, <laughs> she she's really into joel olstein what uh, what okay she, she not only is she a blogger she's a motivational speaker and he was either the first or second uh person that she like named as like one of her uh inspirations and i was like mm. i was like did you hear about like they just found six hundred and like fifty thousand dollars hidden in the wall at his church and uh she's like yeah 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 but people try to tear people i'm like um so she wasn't denying that that was true that that happened because it is true uh but she did say something that was kind of interesting to me uh what she was saying is like uh maybe it was it wasn't him who did that and I, was, and I was like, are you fucking kidding? And then I like thought about it. I'm like, well, maybe. Like, maybe somebody was like like skimming off the top. And That's then, a lot of skimming, man. That's a lot of skimming. Uh, no, compared to like how much money that dude has. But to like put it in the wall, then like put a wall in it. Like, I mean, around it. It was a lot of money. Around a toilet. And uh, that's how they found it was the plumber. No, I know. I know. Yeah. No, I, no know. I know. But for the audience. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um. But but it was something that like and that's like kind of a, one of those things where it's like oh obviously this this dude's like hiding money and, and then uh, and then I was like oh I never thought like yeah maybe it was somebody else who's like stealing money from him and it was just hard to get out and he's and he's just stealing money from everybody yeah he's just like hey I, you can't speak up on the amount that's missing because if he does everyone's gonna be like hey man you're just like jacking money from everyone oh oh, oh like his accountants are keep like. Come on. Get out of here. Oh, uh, his accountants are skimming. Like, that's there's some Ozark shit going on. He doesn't need accountants because he doesn't pay taxes. It's a, it's a church. No, oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. So if anyone counts it, they're just like, in 20 for me. Right. I, and, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. At I all. mean, speaking of uh, going back to the first episode, first segment, um, the super producer said that he used to skim off the top of the collection basket at his church when he was helping out back in the day <laughs> damn that's heavy that's <laughs> yeah that's right that's right um uh go back and, and check it out okay i don't know we 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 got all over the place there okay. joseph yes therapy question number two okay how can people believe in truths without evidence 
Okay, first we need to define what you I was looking at this one by truths. Like what do you like by what what do you mean by truths? Uh so well I didn't write this question. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. However, so something so I guess it's like they believe and that this is true to them and they don't have any evidence supporting it. Hmm. I think that people might take something that's misrepresented as evidence or fact and then believe in it wholeheartedly in that way. So like apply it, you know, like people who think that dinosaur bones are planted by our archaeologists during the bone wars and it's all fake like that, like that dinosaurs didn't even exist to me. I think I believe that's absolutely ludicrous. But there's some people who firmly believe that based off of a bunch of BS science and a bunch of BS papers written by a bunch of quack doctors right but those people like exist because they just choose to believe it. i don't know it's interesting people's perspectives so i think that people like want to especially when people are stubborn so like if they believe something and they've like stood by it and they don't want to like seem stupid later even if they know they're wrong they'll be like oh no i totally believe that like just for the sake of believing it to be like stubborn as fuck and disagree well, the way I saw it was like, it wasn't like that you got like some misinformation. It, it was like that they're like, here, I'll, I'll get those crazy people's back. Um, like, I believe, like, believe that there's like in the multiverse, there's more than one universe. Okay. I have no evidence of that, right? Doctor Strange is pretty good movie, man. And he's a master of the... <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no, like, direct evidence that that exists. True. Right. So, I guess the... Um, yeah, so I guess it's more like, uh, like based upon uh, information you've had throughout your life, um, then you can conclude something, like, without having any evidence. Uh, like, Bill Maher has, has, like, a segment on his show. He goes... I don't know this for a fact. I just yeah. know that it's true. Uh, so that, so I didn't think about that until after I'd already put this in the notes, but um, I guess that's it. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that some people, you know, some of it's common sense though. Like, you know, like I don't have to like know that this is true. I just know that it's true. But like, you know, you can come to your own conclusions. Like, and some people are better at doing that than others. Um, and some people, yeah, like, you know, like they'll, the conclusions that they come to aren't always the best you know that's how we see some of the have like you know the whole thread of a florida man exists because of people who make bad decisions who think they're making right decisions or they believe that what they did was true or right or whatever based off of some cockamamie bullshit that they've heard before you know yeah i mean you said that uh like on a previous podcast uh it's like we were we were talking about china and you made the example or analogy like uh like a guy who you know is like punched somebody in the face a hundred times and then you see somebody coming around the corner with a bloody nose uh like after going like first going around that corner with that person coming back with the bloody nose you're like i didn't i don't know that he punched him in the face but based upon all the like knowing yeah. that he, He's based off the context clues, like based off, I was good at, I was good on the tax test and the toss test, baby. Um, but yeah, based off of like what I understand from the situation, that guy probably punched him. I wouldn't believe you if you told me otherwise, because like I've seen it happen a hundred times before. So why would this time be any different? Yeah. That guy's lost the benefit of the doubt. 
you know? For us, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, for not, you based not in a court of law or something. Because No, 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 yeah, but based off of your... So, like, if a witness, that, that would be an interesting witness if that was a court case, because that witness would say, like, oh, well, I'd seen him do it before, and there'd be a bunch of hearsay. That'd be that They'd probably get impeached as a witness because you, you didn't actually see it happen. You're just assuming, and that's all hearsay, so you couldn't necessarily do that. Yeah, I, I think it's I think. called, like, a character witness or something. Yeah, yeah I was like, like, I unfortunately dated a lawyer for quite a long time. I think I got that. Right. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, ask George Clooney, man. He's dating a lawyer, or his wife is a lawyer, you know? If she's like, yeah, true, but okay. She's facts. kind of a badass. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I tried to, because she's just, like, universally accepted at school. Um, I tried to talk shit about her, like in, with my ex, uh, and uh, that didn't go well. Yeah, it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have gone well for you. <laughs> she was like with uh, <laughs> with uh, the latest uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner too. <laughs> yeah, like how are you gonna talk shit about that person? Uh, I just I tried, I tried, um, and, and it just didn't work out. <laughs> 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 I like to challenge myself, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. You it, know, you know, in my talk shooting habits, where <laughs> um, I have to get off the pod. It's true. Okay, we'll move on to number three. And final therapy question, ladies and gentlemen. Number three, do acts of kindness have a motive? Absolutely. And okay, well, and like it's simplest form because if I'm if I'm giving you know a homeless guy a blanket because it's cold outside for no reason other than to give him one, there's like a motive behind it to try to improve his situation. Now you can have like alternate motives like there's times where i've maybe done things that was for more of like a political sense or because the optics of it were good and it was still a good thing to do but i did it knowing that there was also good optics attached to it absolutely i mean that's like 32 percent of the business world is doing you know because people like to see that stuff so i mean i've I, absolutely um it's really the, the the ultimate intention or what if somebody's actually trying to get something out of it, like what that thing is, you know? And like, there's a big difference between an act of kindness and like exploiting someone through and using the act of kindness as like a way to exploit them, like a vessel to do that. That's that's kind of weird and fucked up. So you're saying 100% of the time there's a motive one way or the other? Yeah, I mean, even in just a little literal sense, like you, you gave it to them to accomplish some sort of goal or did that to, to for some certain outcome. Like, you know, most in most charities, there's like a designated outcome, regardless of what percentage they tell you. They're like, oh, normally it's like 30 something percent. But if they're like, oh, 95 percent of this goes to, you know, buy, you know, do cages for lost wild ferrets if that's like what they do then that's like you donate money knowing that you're like helping encage <laughs> lost wild ferrets you know you understand what i'm saying it just make there's a there's an ultimate outcome or goal to it whether you're doing it independently or through some sort of group or fundraiser organization you're doing it with some sort of intent it's like is there nefarious intent attached to it really yeah i guess the way i like read it was um is it like a like to make yourself feel good doing it you know okay like um and i was like yeah like i don't know like is there any time where like you like it's like you're doing something kind and it has nothing to do with your ego or like you're like to make you feel better 
um, about doing it. And I was like, I don't know. Like, um, but I see what you're saying. That's like, uh, I hadn't thought about that. Like where, uh, you know, you take it to where it's like giving it the homeless person a blanket so he can be warm. That's a motive too. Yeah. And I mean, I think some of those good things, like a real true act of kindness sometimes is just random, you know, like it's not like something that's forced. You're not like, Oh, like I'm going to give this guy 10 bucks. So I feel better. Or I'm going to look at how good, I mean, there are those people exist though. Don't get it twisted that are like, Oh, look at me. I'm, I bought a bunch of pizzas and I'm passing them out on the street. Normally it's when someone's like about to go to jail for doing something creepy or dangerous and they're trying to look good in the community. They go out and do those sorts of things. So, you know, there's a big difference between like doing it with genuine intent or like doing it to have some sort of optic or project some sort of image and like that can feed your self-worth. Like, absolutely. Those people exist. There's people who pretend to have, do have all sorts of stuff or have been a part of something just to gain some sort of accolade or affirmation people do weird shit for affirmation oh for sure but uh let's say you didn't tell anybody about your act of kindness uh so nobody knows besides you is there still a motive involved like internally to make yourself feel better um yeah, but I mean, that, that's kind of why you do it. You feel like you're one of those, you feel like, you know, you're doing something good. Like we all get something out of it. I don't think it's, you know. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, so like, I think, I think, I think like a hundred, I don't know. I don't know. And that doesn't make it bad. I'm just saying like, like, it's like almost, it's so weird. It's a weird question to me because it's like, like there's gotta like you do well like okay here's a good example this this stupid guy who bets all this money on the super bowl and he's like oh why why are you looking at me when you said that no well i'm looking at you because you're on camera but but i but i mean in the sense that like the guy for houston who's like mattress mac who's like oh i bet a bajillion dollars on this super bowl and then he's lost like 16 17 million dollars and he's always gonna like buy back or give stuff away but it's all like for the promotion like if you want to do that just like give give some home like hook a homie up find a real homie a true one hook him up with a mattress mac you don't gotta like be betting all this money to try to get all this attention it's a little it's just like and it's obvious what you're doing it for you know like and it's like oh if i win then i'm gonna do this and i mean come on man and like that that act of kindness is so much like promotion and like ego and just all all his name plastered all over it that it's like disingenuous like sweet man hook it up but you know get get your 15 minutes in think about good but think about like uh, like the the best form of kindness like that you can think of motive internally yeah i mean there has to i mean i don't know Something to think about, audience. Okay. We are done with our therapy questions. And now, being out here in the city of angels, and it being just a couple days after the Super Bowl was hosted out here. Ah, and, you know, it has a lot to do with money, finance. I mean, shit, like how much does it cost for a commercial? Um, uh, So I wanted to just, you know, let's touch on it. Thoughts, Joseph. Let's start with uh, Super Bowl itself. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a good Super Bowl. I wasn't too pissed off about it. Um, 
I, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted the Bungles to win. I was wanting Joe Shiesty to do it. Man, Stafford's from Highland Park. Fuck Matt Stafford. That's true. But, so like, nah, dog. Like these these colors don't run. Um, so nah, dog. <laughs> nah, dog. Nah, nah, bro. Fuck you, bro. I've seen you at seven on seven. Get out of here. No, um, but I have. But uh, nah. Really. I mean, it was a really good game. Good finish. I wish it would have got. I wish they would have been kind of close. Maybe gone to overtime. That would have been cool. But it was a good game. Halftime show was cool. I went to a really cool uh, ex NFL player and Super Bowl winners uh, birthday party slash Super Bowl watch party. It was really crazy. There was like hookahs out and all this are we, amazing. Are we, are we talking about a kicker? No, no, no. Um, <clears throat> defensive back. So oh. it was it was a, it was a pretty good time. Um, one one won a Super Bowl. It's pretty crazy. So it was at this indoor facility. He had these big screens that were like massive, two huge like maybe 35, 40 foot tall screens that were like 50 feet long posted up with like catering and all sorts of stuff. Open bar. It was, it was a blast, but you had to wear one of his jerseys or what? something. Cause it was his birthday. So, I mean, Hey man, I did it. It was all good. Act of kindness with motivation. See, but I, and I went, I went, but see, I went act of kindness. I went throwback. So I didn't go NFL. I went with this college team, which he appreciated. Yeah, well, you have to wear my jersey, or maybe that's the ego. If I'm going shit. that's the ego free, shit. Free, free Hennessy. If I said you can come over and drink free Hennessy all day, you gotta wear this shirt, and then you could then you could, you can change later. You do it, maybe uh, not for Hennessy. <laughs> uh, that's weird. That's weird because my buddy, the Tiger, asked me during the Super Bowl, uh, uh, if he paid me two million dollars to do a sexual act that i would not be into he he was like of course you would do it and i was like nah i wouldn't and he's like everybody has a number i was like because we were talking about i was he, <laughs> it, this all started from um uh buying a super or buying a football team and i was like i, I don't think that should happen like those teams don't come up for sale like uh and in the NBA, like they were selling some of these teams for like six hundred, four hundred million dollars, like ten years ago. And I think everybody's kind of realized, like, uh, shit, there's only thirty of these. And the NFL, it's like, like, I don't know, like, how do you sell one of those? But then it leads to, well, everybody's got a price. And then he comes up with something that I would never do. And then he's like, <laughs> and then he says like two million, three million. I'm like. No, out of principle, I wouldn't do it. He's like, bullshit. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, I can't, I don't know what it is. We probably can't discuss what that act would have been. What are you talking about? This is talk shit or get off the pot. True. I mean, I don't know what it is. $2 million is a lot of money. I give it, I can't, I can't say to what, I don't know. Uh, but you, I know you are a man of integrity and so high moral standards. He was talking about like, standards. He was, he was talk- <laughs> I, I was dead serious when I was, I was like, fuck you, dude. I was like, I don't even, I wouldn't even entertain it. Like, just like, don't even, like, keep naming, keep naming a higher price. Like, it's the, the whole uh, principle of, of like, like, uh, like, like, I'm going to like, give you this much money. You're going to have to do this. I was like, nah, <laughs> nah, dude. I, I, I compared it to like when I play poker and I got like, uh, it's like pre-flop. So, and I've got like a, I don't know, let's say like a 8-3 offsuit. It, I'm folding it every time. Right? And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm folding that principle, that that that, that uh, offer every time. doesn't matter what it is. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Okay, well, let's shout out the Super Bowl halftime show. It was kind of funny, though, because, uh, I mean, I've heard, like, pretty much most people enjoyed it. Uh, but when I was, I got on, like, social media, uh, you know, after it happened, and uh, first first one I see is, like, a best Super Bowl ever, or halftime show ever. And then, uh, and then I was like, all right, whatever, I exited out. I uh, got back on, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes later. First thing I see, it was, like, Super Bowl halftime show sucked. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, this is what it's going to be like. But ever since then, I've, like, heard, like, pretty much the consensus is everybody uh, enjoyed it. Uh, uh, and it, it, and then I'll just round it out and see what you think. But um, so our, we had a buddy uh, from high school, uh, shout out, uh, Benny Willows. Yeah, I'll say his full name because, I mean, uh I think he's a listener to the pod, to be honest. Uh, he had one, and, uh, you know, that that was the best. And then there was, like... Uh, I saw that. Yeah, there was, like, a thread. And everybody was like, you know, well, what about this one? What about that one? And I just comment. I go, bro, Janet Jackson showed her titty. What are we talking about? True. The Janet Jackson titty is up there. What do I you- like... What do you no, mean, I mean, it is. No, I mean, like, because, I mean, that's like, definitely... Because she had a breast lift? Is that what you're saying? That's why her titty was up there? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> I'd say for me, Prince was probably my favorite. That one was awesome. That one was pretty awesome. And we and the birds were in that Super Bowl whenever there was, like, the Prince halftime show. Shout out. So I, I, I got a deal. Got, got a lot of love for that one. But the, the titties up there for sure. This one was really good, but the titties up there like that. The Justin Timberlake, that was like the peak of something. And that was during Janet and her like fifth resurgence. She was back from the crypt with more dance moves and, and a titty and a titty. And I was like, oh, shit. My mom was like, you're grounded. Just right off the bat, I was grounded. I didn't even know what I did. I didn't even do anything. I was watching the football game. Saw a titty got grounded. I mean, as you should have been, because you were watching, first of all, Varsity Blues with the whipped cream titties, and then now you're watching Janet Jack. Like, she had to nip that in the butt. All right, so, no, so, um, real quick, there's this, that's uh, great. So, my grandpa is, like, this old-school badass guy, and so, having all sisters, single mom, my, uh, like, yeah, boobs, anything like that, it was like, cover your eyes, look away, or I was like, ooh, that girl's pretty. They're like, ooh, you're gross, always. Um we were in California and we wait, were wait, 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 your grandpa said titties are gross. No, no. My mom would always like jump in and be like, quit being gross. You're, you're quit being boobs or stay away from boobs. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, so at one time we're out in California and we're watching a movie and it's under siege Two. We're watching under siege Two, And that's the one where Steven Seagal is a cook and he's on the train oh, shit. And, and he's fighting. I think he's fighting like the guy who's running for, senator or win senator in succession season two this is like much younger and he's a maniacal guy with a satellite and they show how this satellite can zoom in so we're all sitting there it's my grandpa my mom all my sisters my grandpa's in his chair and we're all sitting there and there's this part where they're like zooming in on this thing and they go onto this topless beach and this chick rolls over and it's just like boobs right there on the screen. And my mom goes, Joseph, cover your eyes. And my grandpa was like, God damn it. Just let the kids see some boobs every once in a while. Something like that. And I was like, yes, grandpa. I was probably like uh, 10 or 11. And my mom was like, fine. And um, 
<laughs> my grandpa was like just let the kids see some boobs and i was like yes grandpa that is the coolest thing ever but that i think that was the first time i saw boobs in a movie sorry that just popped in my head hey, hey, talking hey, just, about just, janet just, jackson's just, boobs. just like a titty popped in your mouth when you were born um, <laughs> um my, i actually boy. watched that super bowl uh where it was janet jackson's titty with my grandpa and he said to me he's like andy you know what's better to the one teddy? I said, what, Grandpa? He said, more teddies. <laughs> uh, but for real, I couldn't get into my uh, bank. <laughs> I couldn't get into my bank account for some reason today. Uh, so I had to call. Uh, like, they made me change the password, and I forgot what I changed it to, and I didn't want to get, like, locked out. And so I called them, and so they were hitting me with the security questions. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they asked me, uh, like, what's my favorite uh uh athlete ever and i was like what well, i don't remember ever even choosing that as a security question so i said it they're like no they asked me what my favorite animal was and i said it and they're like no that's not what you said and then i was like what the f-? and then they're like the third one was what is the nickname of your maternal grandfathers your mom's dad and i was like you didn't even have a nickname like i definitely <laughs> didn't choose this one like and uh it got like escalated and i got to figure it out and then i had to give him a bunch of new ones like security questions but i was like was i drunk like when i was setting this up because like and then i wanted to ask her what did i say was my yeah, favorite, <laughs> yeah. favorite animal like it's and then I, weird. and then I realized that like she's not gonna just like <laughs> like she, oh about well you actually said this because they don't know you know it's like the whole point of it. it's a security question that's super specific what's the nickname of your mother's of your maiden mom maiden uncle's nickname what's your maiden's uncle's nickname that's fucking weird that's yeah. super weird maybe she meant last name she said nickname on the was, password bar that's like red that's strong dude that's not even there's no letters or anything required whatever like, the fuck that is i, I was like well, what are you talking about like uh, but uh well we cleared it up your boy got his cash uh as i do um so shout out uh but yeah dr dre i mean how come 50 i didn't see 50 cent like on the like uh playbill whatever you call it the lineup like heading into this and he just showed up like what was that about I mean, that's they always do that. There's always some secret person that pops out. Wouldn't you be like, pissed? It's two chains, and it was cool they had Kendrick. I was like, yeah, you can't do it in L.A. and not have Kendrick there. But, but he um, was on. But he was like announced as one of the people. Yeah, but I mean, so you think about it. If you have Dr. Dre, Eminem, Fifty Cent's gonna show up. That's well, yeah. Well, if I was Fifty Cent, I'd be like, put my fucking name on it. No, I think he wanted to be a surprise and show up like all upside down and looking so uncomfortable. Um, that was pretty pretty dope setup though, and I liked the like the like that I saw Snoop smoking on that blunt before it started. Did you see those pictures where he was like crouched down, like ripping on a? Yeah, did you not see that? He was so people I, caught him on like puffing like he, out there. Why does he have to be crouched down? Well, I mean it's the NFL, man. You know they gotta you know keep it PC family friendly. It was before. It was like during the commercial break. Like he was like just leaned over puffing on a blunt. I don't think he can puff a blunt on stage at the Super Bowl. I mean, some people might be more offended by that than they were Janet Jackson's titty. It's Los Angeles, baby. 
Yeah, it's uh, Los Angeles, but old people watch that. Yeah, I know. But okay. Like first a brown areola, and now this. <laughs> brown <That's> areola. <laughs> I'm just saying, no one like that's that start a riot. <laughs> okay, shout out the Super Bowl. Shout out the goddamn Rams. Oh, I was gonna hit you with this. Um, I uh, bet uh, on the uh, Rams plus. Uh, it, so the spread. This is like 9 a.m. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, me and my boy Figure. Also, shout out his rap name is the Bad Man. I might have called uh, Joseph the Old Man, Bad Man, uh, in the beginning of the last episode, and uh, he was offended. Oh damn! Sorry, I, man. I didn't know that. So uh, well, sorry, bro. It, it, well, to me, it was like I was saying Old Man, and then Bad Man just rolled off, you know, like my tongue. And he was like, "How are you gonna give him the nickname?" I was like, "I didn't give him the nickname." So, anyways, <laughs> shout out Figure. Shout out the Bad Man. Joseph's the old man. We're good. But me and the bad man, we uh, have literally bet on the Super Bowl for decade plus, and we always win. So we're uh, we're deciding, you know, we're both torn on this. Like, who's going to win? We don't know. We usually bet on the underdog. We usually come up. So uh, we're in L.A. So we, anyways, we choose, and we don't usually bet the spread or anything. It's spreads four and a half for the Rams, right? I'm like, I guarantee you this is going to go down to four uh, once the wise guys drop the money on it, you know, like right before the game. Uh, so we go back and forth. But anyways, we decide to go Rams with the spread, but then we buy a point and a half, which is the most you can buy. So we bring it down to three. And then I wanted a little bit more action on it. So I went uh, on my own and bet Rams by three parlayed with the under. So that'd be under 50 points total. Yeah. And uh, as I predicted, the spread went to four. Had we waited, it would have been, we would have had it Rams by two and a half in one. Instead, we pushed, so we just got our money back. And then my parlay, luckily they only they pushed the uh, the three because, and but then they paid me out for the under fifty. Okay. So I made a little bit of scratch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the topics. Um, Gambling so, with Andy. <laughs> that should be a whole section, a whole se- segment, Dean. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't even want to hear about it, man. There's like $30,000 have gone through my fucking poker account. That's right. Come find me, FTC or whatever, whoever regulates that, in the last 31 days. <laughs> okay. I've deposited, I think, a total of $200 in the last three months. Damn. I don't under, I didn't even understand it. That's in the last 31 days, 30 Gs. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I need to get a job. Like, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, are, you are not helping. Like, well, it's just, that's so much goddamn money. That's just, a lot, no. Yeah. Um... Okay, on to the uh, first topic. Uh, first current event, I should say. Um, it, this is from Time Magazine. And it's called Inside the Chess Match That Led the Feds to $3.6 billion in Stolen Bitcoin. Now, now the, sub, the subtitle is The Anim- Animated... Oh, God damn it, why can't I ever talk when I'm... A, a, Oh shit! 
the DOJ operation to seize $3.6 billion Bitcoin stolen in the Bit Bitfinex, which I think is, that's the how you pronounce the um, exchange uh, hack, is a cautionary tale in an era of rapid blockchain ascendancy. When I was reading this, though, I found out this is the most money the feds have ever seized in the history of the country. $3.6 billion. Did you read this, Joseph? Yeah, I mean, I've seen quite a bit about this. Like, the two people that did it, they weren't, ne- they didn't necessarily do the hack. They right. were involved in, like, laundering. And whenever they had originally got it, it sat in this wallet. So they got, like, tens of millions of dollars that they, like, got because there was, like, 20, 20 million or, no, no, it was more than that. But there was a shit, like, 20%, like, Bitcoin dropped 20% when this hack happened. And a bunch of money got stolen they had sat in this wallet and then it started like bouncing around and they tried like a thousand different ways to like make it vanish. But I mean, the blockchain, you can see everything. So it just eventually caught up with them. And like, if I don't know if you've looked, but the two people who were doing it, the chick makes these like shitty rap music videos. They were buying like NFT. Well, I mean, they're, they're great, but I'm saying like, she's not a good like lyricist, like it's garbage rap, but, um, and they're, they're Eastern European. So it's like, it's just like mega cringe, but they were buying, nfts and all sorts of crazy shit um a, a walmart gift card yeah that they were buying like gas and shit with a playstation <laughs> we're talking about 30 we were talking about 3.6 billion dollars this these assholes are buying uh ubers yeah one well, so so they they whenever they stole it it wasn't worth that much and then over time it just sat so they watched this wallet not knowing whose it was or it was just sitting in it it just sat there for forever and then as it skyrocketed then they started trying to like bounce it and move it took it to the dark web i mean it just reminded me of how they caught all those guys with the silk road shit um using the dark web to like sell drugs or whatever the fuck they were selling um you know oh, they can oh, yeah, they can, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they can track yeah, yeah. That what, what's the dark web i don't know no, <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah, that's the- wild though that's crazy 119 thousand seven hundred and fifty four bitcoin that uh, was stolen was uh, where... yeah and then, well then they brought up okay so like mount gox uh was the first like bitcoin exchange and it was for like magic the gathering yeah uh and a, a bunch of that shit got stolen but they said they made off with 500 million from mount gox and i was like i said like on the podcast like months ago that it could be worth like a trillion dollars how how did these people come up like uh because when they sold it was only a couple hundred million and then it was like billions and billions of dollars uh and mount gox it was only was it 500 million at the time because that shit was like early 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 like it's got to be worth way more right yeah i mean yeah i mean it would have to be worth a shit ton like i don't know (laughs) that would be an astronomical amount of money I, yeah, I was like, well, it's like 2014, so like 500 million in 2014. So yeah, it'd be you'd have like it'd be like 100 billion dollars, more than that. I mean, because they had 119,750. No, no. So that's the amount that was sold from Bitfinex. Yeah, yeah. Or 72 million then, but is now worth 4.5 billion now. They've only found 80 percent of the money that was stolen from this initial thing that they caught the people with. And it was they 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 had eighty percent of it left like in March, 
so they just started pulling shit out i mean they had youtube videos up you can find them on reddit i think their channel got taken down but you can see their rap videos they're buying all sorts of weird shit all sorts of really expensive music videos yeah it was pretty wild pretty wild yeah um but that was interesting though that it's like because of the blockchain that you know and the ledger like that they're able to it's like anybody who's laundering money through the blockchain like you're never safe from the feds because it's in the goddamn blockchain forever and you know yeah, they'll uh, just go back in time and like track it backwards and just see like where it went to where to where so as they kept trying to do the well that they said they had like bots that were doing these micro transactions for a while that would pull out little amounts that would be like too small to notice like try to do stuff like that yeah but you can still they can still see it later if they're looking for it they'll see it i know it got me fucking worried uh, <laughs> <laughs> i didn't bet on the super bowl what are you talking about yeah true definitely not thirty thousand dollars on poker um okay uh yeah so if y'all trying to steal money uh via crypto don't uh next topic joseph <laughs> this is from bluebird business week there are now 1000 unicorn startups worth 1 billion dollars or or more which seemed kind of redundant to me because the term unicorn means that you've fund or you've raised over a billion dollars pre uh, ipo initial public offering as a company and then almost a decade after the term unicorn was coined to describe a rare breed of private company, about two new companies are joining the herd lately. Now, before we get into the article, uh, I heard there was, whatever the number was uh, in 2021 of uh, companies going IPO that were considered unicorns, meaning that they raised over a billion dollars before they went onto the stock market. I think it was a uh, sixty or fifty. Yeah, sixty of them. Fifty-two are below the price that they entered the stock market at. That's not surprising. That is surprising. No, I mean I feel like people are always looking for some pipe dream bullshit nowadays. So everybody's a good good businessman. I mean, what we just watched with all this Theranos stuff, with like the the amount of effort people will go into to sell you on a product that they might not even have finished. Shit, I can't even get a video game finished nowadays without getting a refund on it two months later because it's not done. So I mean, with some of these companies, whenever they're raising all this money, I think that not I'm not necessarily saying that they're all swindling, but I'm not surprised that they drop below. I mean, especially with the validity that we had last year, I mean, for them to be below what they entered at, if they entered last year, that was a shitty year to enter or the past two years has been a shitty enter, a shitty year to go public. I mean, let's, that would, let's be honest. I everything, mean, everything got, bottom up. I don't know. Like all the stock market has been doing is just hitting record high after record high after record high. Well, no, now. Yes. But I mean, so you, the bounce back. Yeah. But I mean, if you entered, if you went public in like January or February of 2020, like that wasn't like fantastic for you. True, true. I was just talking about last year, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm looking at like a two year window, but yeah, no. In the past year, it's been great, which is good. Except for not for these people. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I know, and it's a lot like, uh, like 
a lot of these companies I wanted to short, but uh, like whenever a company goes public, they don't let you like uh, short them right away, uh, which bothers me. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Like we talked about it um, in the year two thousand seven, so like pre uh, like recession or anything, like peak of you know everything. Uh, there was one, one company that was a unicorn and now we have a thousand yeah that is crazy that 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 graph that they have is insane it's so stupid it's like people just you know what it was it was like they stopped like like it wasn't the fundamentals anymore that people were like funding and maybe it's a lot because everybody's got new money up in silicon valley so they just want to just like throw it out but like but it's just like it's like they're like more like uh so anyway, well, first of all, Theranos never went public, but um. Well, yeah, but you, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. like the amount of funding that they that she was able to get and selling people on the idea right. that she was doing this shit. Yeah, it's the idea now that people are investing in, as opposed to like the like, do y'all actually make fucking money? Like, or like it, Enron was Enron public? Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah, like, Enron. That was so long ago though. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's another example. I mean, they were just like fucking people over and they had a baseball park you know it's like and <laughs> but, now it's like they minute were, made or rocky they, yeah but they were cooking the books so people were looking at like the actual books and being like oh this company makes a lot of money oh Vers- yeah 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 versus like nowadays it's like oh they have a good idea i don't give a shit if they make money <laughs> it's like wait what yeah well i think like that's like i said i think people are throwing money behind like ideas some that aren't like completely fully formed so then in, like when if they go public right off the bat or if they just when, when they go public they realize that they have stop gaps or issues and then like overcoming those like you know people like your market value is going to drop i mean if you get valued at a billion dollars before you start yeah i mean like 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 you know like it's hard to like maintain that or grow on that that's you know i don't know yeah. would you rather be pre would you rather be valued at a billion or be valued at half a billion and or half like 500 million and have room to grow uh well i mean I, we've talked about this before like usually when you go like ipo like the day uh you want it's like the opposite of negotiating where you're like like if you're going in to negotiate your salary you always say like a higher amount than uh yeah you expect but when you're going onto the stock market you want to say a lower amount than you expect because then you get the bump uh yeah. and then it and it looks like you, you know it's like oh this is a good investment look at it's going up um but uh i don't know dude i had this company you know that they tried to hire me uh just a month before i got laid off and i said no <laughs> but they had three <laughs> rounds of funding up in silicon valley and they were worth like four billion and they were gonna give me shares in it yeah that's that's my irrational confidence to like nah fuck off i'll, I'll get a better job <laughs> which which you know, we're, it could happen. Uh, you know, we're in the works. I got an interview Friday of uh, okay. something crazy. Get it, King. Get it. You know. Ah, 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 ah. Um, stop. Won't stop. Ah, ah. That's um, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, along the lines, staying with the stock market, our next one, also from Bloomberg Business Week, you know. Um, how did Wall Street get meta's earnings so wrong so now if uh meta facebook uh you know they changed their name i'm sure everybody's heard um 
However, they just came out with their earnings report at the beginning of this month, and there's all these uh, analyst funds where they get they they're like like their job is to uh, let big like investors know whether something's like a buy, a hold, a sell, and like I think it was like the top fifteen I want to say uh, of these um, analyst firms that uh, that do this. All said that uh, before the earnings report came out this month, Meta was a buy. And what happened? Oh, and the, okay, and there was two, only two, that said sell this shit before the earnings report comes out. And uh, what happened? Biggest drop ever in the history of this company. 26% down that day. I think they're down more now. They lost 200 Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it. $215 billion in one fucking day. And everybody said, buy it, buy it, before that earnings report. And they did not. Or they did buy it, but they did not get it right, I should say. <laughs> yeah, they instantly regret that. That is so much money. That's rough. <laughs> and you're like, like, yeah, that's, how would you say in the first day, 20 what? Uh, 215. No, 215. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I was dyslexic. 251 billion. 251. That's a quarter trillion, trillion fucking dollars. dollars. Jeez. That's like setting that office on fire. That People was on like February 3rd. That's on February 3rd. That's less than two weeks ago. Well, I can, my Facebook still works or my meta or whatever the fuck you call it, but barely. Jude, that's so rough. I'm not surprised. I mean, the meta, but we've, we, I think we talked about it before that I, like, I was like, it's kind of hokey. Bro. So I said that was the biggest drop for them. That was the biggest dollar drop in one day for any company in the history of the market. That's a shit ton of money. <laughs> oh, Zuckerberg, you idiot. You fucking idiot. Dude. So now is the time to buy meta because they've dropped their prices dropped exponentially. Well, that's also what they go on in this thing to say. By the dip. Well, it's more like what they were like kind of talking about is like uh, a lot of uh, these companies when it's like everybody's saying buy, like, and they're not talking about like individual investors. They're talking about like these companies who come out with the analysis. So it's like when other people are saying buy, um, you you kind of want to go along with the trend, uh, and, and that way, like, you don't look like an idiot. And then also, like, they're a little bit, like, too tied in with these big corporations. So it's, like, there's, like, incentive to say bye, bye, bye um, it, yeah. to, to a point where it's, like, what are we doing? Um, and you saw it with, like, the housing crisis. I don't know if you've ever seen um, uh, The Big Short. Yeah. Where they were just, like, giving people AAA, like, uh, credit rating. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, they just, like, knew the people, like, you know, who were doing it. Like standards and pores, like they're not mentioned in this one, but um, I, I guess I don't know. Should we shout out the two that got it right? Yeah, shout out the two that got it right. That's crazy. Yeah, That's so much fucking money, two hundred and fifty-one <laughs> billion dollars. Uh, man, I had them. I had them in there. Only two, both in Europe. I, why won't they give us their name? I because I was going through this and I'm like, where is this name of these two companies? But um. Whatever you know, what you guys got it right. We don't need to shout you out. You're you're not paying us, so fuck off. 
Um, but um, but you can if you won't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yes, they call it like sell side analysts uh, versus like buy side analysts. Um, are like is like the difference, and like the sell side analysts, there's a lot of um, like politics and like. Like, like you get like smug looks from these rich people if you're like saying like uh, just sell like a company that's in the S&P 500, the NASDAQ or something. Yeah. So they're like tend to like uh, to like lean towards the buy. Um, however, that doesn't make it right. So it's like, what are you guys doing in the first place? You know, your whole job supposed to be like, you know, I don't know. Nine out of ten dentists, you're like, oh, we paid for those nine, and like we didn't pay for that guy. Someone else paid for that. Yeah, that's. I I try to like if with that stuff, I try to like pay attention and read as much as possible, and then make my own decisions. When someone's like, you should buy this, I'm like, what? I feel like I'm. I just don't. I, I'll listen to it and I'll do my own investigating and choose if I want to or not. I've missed out on trends because I didn't trust it. Um, that that's just you know kind of goes with the territory, I guess. Yeah, uh, like I guess uh, a better way to explain this was it's like uh, when people are saying so, uh, uh, that's the time when people will, uh, or these analyst groups will go out on a limb um, and say maybe buy. But when people are saying buy, uh, the standard like deviation of uh, 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 people saying now sell, it, it, like it's totally different. So it's like more people will be like, like go, like, if like everybody or like the majority of people are saying sell, uh, more people will go against the grain and say buy. Uh, but if everybody's saying buy, very like a lot less people will say sell because they don't want to like look like an asshole, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. I mean, you know, we're again not financial advisors, so maybe you know we didn't really explain it the best. But really, we just wanted to clown on Fuckerberg. <laughs> okay we got one last article this one i mean i guess maybe i didn't like uh venture out too far because this one's also from bloomberg business week um and the title of this is steal these art world techniques to improvise in the c-suite subtitles saying yes and can lead to creative leadership solutions now that term yes and is like a uh, it's a common like practice for people who improvise like actors when they're like doing improvisation like uh, like Second City um, and so it's basically like you say like a, a, a premise and then you're like and then the thought's supposed to be like yes and and then you add to the premise and then it goes on and that's just like how you get kind of like work on your craft as a as like an actor artist um and they compared it also to jazz musicians but this is in the business world so uh they're talking about where uh companies they have like a plan and a strategy and to deviate from that plan a lot of companies are hesitant to do it however the ability and willingness to deviate from your plan actually uh, can lead to success more than often. And one thing they said was like the paradox is 
the more prepared, planned you are for the, whatever project you're working on, actually gives you the ability to improvise more than if you're not prepared. Um, it just, which sounds weird, but it's kind of like, I kind of got it. Like, it's like, like you have to, it's like, because we know so much, because we're so prepared for this, um, and we know it, like something, like something's not working in, in whatever uh, we're trying to launch, uh, sell, whatever, uh, you need to be able to be like, okay, well, let's take a different approach on the fly. Yeah, I mean, I think anticipation and preparation are a huge part of like life in general. So I'm right now I'm actually working on planning this huge event, St. Patrick's Day, downtown D-Town. It's this huge, like tens of thousands of people out and about. And it's, you know, not till mid-March. And, you know, there's a lot of structure to it and a lot of planning to it. And they've done it for forever. And I've done large events like this before. And you can only prepare for so much before there's like some sort of unexpected thing happens. And you have to give yourself the flexibility to see through it because it's not going to go exactly how you plan it. Like it's not like I can have I just need to make sure I have the right supplies. I have the right stuff, the right people in the right places, because there's going to be some sort of improvisation that comes with it. Like it's it's inevitable. It's never going to go as planned. If I mean, our lives up until this point for some of us haven't necessarily gone as planned. So what makes you think everything else is that's like naive to think that, you know, true. Uh, let me read the bullet, the five elements from the article, uh, uh, specifically because the first one uh, I live my life by, be present. But be present and focused in the moment so that you know exactly when to improvise. React quickly to what's being given to you. Be aware and adapt to how people around you react to your improvisation. Improvisation. God damn it. Improvisation. That's how you know if you're moving in the right direction or if what you were saying is not well taken. So you you might improvise and then everybody's like, well, I don't know, bro. What? <laughs> what, a, what a douche. You're like, what the hell, man? Sorry, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could be wrong, but, you know, like, so just like uh, read, read the crowd. Uh, practice being a good communicator across the board. Choose the right words so that everyone understands what you're improvising. God damn it. Improvising, improvising, improvisation, improvisation. When I say the word improvisation, I'm usually not reading it, so that's why it's throwing me up. (laughs) And then practice the uh, yes and technique. So those are jazz it up in the boardroom. Jazz it up, yeah. And like they're saying, yeah, like great projects of like music and stuff like that. Not even just jazz. It's just like when you're creating something, it's like you don't, you know, it's like you're in the studio, you know, it's like, oh, wait, this is actually, like, this one time I wrote a, a country song, got in the studio with my buddy, uh, he started, like, uh, playing, like, what I wrote, but, like, not in a country way, and it was way better than I thought it could ever be, and so, like, that's kind of an example, it's just like, okay, well, you know, I had an idea, but this sounds better, so let's move in that direction. Hey, that's like, I mean, we've we've discussed ideas before where we were like coming up and coming up with creative projects, and I go on like a twenty minute tangent about some weird idea. And I'm uh, like, hold on, I have to write that down because I might forget it for forever. And then it's like, okay, next one. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the creative process. 
So I think a lot of people are afraid to speak up, especially in like some corporate office setting. They don't want to look dumb, but if you have a good idea and it's, you know, speak up, say something, improvise. Yeah. And, and yeah, especially if things are part of the plan that you had originally aren't, don't seem like they're really working. Yeah. Solution oriented. That's yeah. what I would say. I like they're solution oriented or problem fixated people. You know, anybody can yell, oh, my God, there's a fire. But there's always one person who's like, I'm going to call the fire department. Like, I'd rather be that guy than just like point and be like, oh, my God, a fire. Because that you're not you're not helping. Anybody can do that, you know? Yeah. Or just how about go put the fucking fire out? Hey, man, you're not supposed to do that. I'm CPR certified. <laughs> I mean, OK, so you're CPR certified. So that means you know how you're qualified to put out a fire. Yeah. OK. All right. All right. Then no, my bad. Well, I mean, are you CPR certified? That's what I thought. Don't test me. I am uh, CPR certified, actually. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, forgive me, and for and I think I think mine because it's uh, lasts for two years, so maybe I'm not anymore. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I've had to use my CPR three times in settings when I was CPR for certified over the last two years. One. One person was having a stroke, another person was having a seizure, and another person was choking. How about your boy? Damn, that's rowdy. Um, I've only used my CPR skills once, and that's whatever. Um, a friend of mine, uh, post young, well, I guess like shortly after high school, um, uh, ate a bunch of hallucinogens and uh, fell in a pool, and I had to give him CPR. Um, yeah, it's a whole nother story for another day. But yeah, that was probably, and that's the one time I had to use my CPR certification just to give, resuscitate someone on hallucinogens. It's a good time. That's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty nice. I'll tell you that story off air. There was like 20 people there who witnessed it too. It was wild. It was like the craziest thing I've ever done probably. This is like a little bit dark, but to end on something positive, and I'll start uh, and along the lines of what you were saying. Remember how like, people used to push people in the pool all the time? Yeah. So I'm coming back from like a crazy club called like Bourgeois, and it's like a sex dungeon, but like club um, in San Diego. Uh, and <laughs> Where I'm do with, you like, find these places, man? Where and, you... uh, dude, dude, dude. Like, I, went with, <laughs> I went with my buddy, his girlfriend worked there. Um, they had like a like a wheel that they would tie you to and, and like put a mask over your face, what? Uh, and like uh, they would like whip you. So he gets tied to the wheel, doesn't know his girlfriend's coming in there, and she is beating the shit out of him. And uh, <laughs> oh, uh, but but that was not what I was going to say. So we leave the club. We're, we're going to the after party. And we go into the back, like where they have like a guest house, and there's a pool, and I'm a, I like. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go push this uh, girl into the pool. And for some reason, and it's like really dark out. For some reason, I didn't. Like, so I got distracted for a half second. Pool was empty. Oh, my God. Dude, no way. Deep, I was about to push somebody in the deep end of an empty pool in the dark. Oh, and my God. Could you imagine? That would have been life changing. Yeah. It was, <laughs> oh, wow such a such a dodge bullet and then there <laughs> well just like that yeah dodge bullet it's like thank you for not being a dick and that, <laughs> that... but we, we, we just used to do it so freely before cell phones 
And yeah, then, no, and, I know. I'm just saying that's crazy. Like, cause like so crazy. to do that, that's nuts. And oh then, man. Another time, uh, this was being a dick, but thinking I wasn't, uh, I knew there was water in this pool. I asked this girl, I go, Hey, uh, you know, so-and-so I know her name, but I just don't want to say it. Uh, I was like, Hey, can I see your phone real quick? Cause I didn't want her phone to get wet. She gives me her phone and then I push her in the pool. She had like a full on, like super nice camera. She was like a photographer in her pocket. Oh my gosh. So don't push people in pools, y'all. So one more pool thing. So my dad like had this really weird old house in Waxahachie, which is this like bumfuck town outside of Dallas. I mean, I guess it's not anymore. They're growing. Um, It's getting bigger. But when we, when my dad lived out there, it was a bumfuck town. He had this old house. So he put it in this pool and he's building this pool and it's got like a step area and it's got a diving board. And then there's like a little lounge area and like a spa little spa jacuzzi thing and as he's building it i'm maybe like 13 or 14 i was like dad your pool looks like a dick he was like no it doesn't it doesn't look like a dick and i was like nah dude like that pool you're building looks like a giant penis and like i could never prove it to him but it did like it like the steps were like rounded like on both sides and they were parallel so it was like two semicircles and it went up into this big semicircle where the diving board was was, and bezos, then, like, was bezos making this like no i mean i don't know but it was ridiculous and then like the the hot tub spa thing was like up it looked like a third ball or it would be like the butthole because it was like it was weird and then this last Christmas, we're hanging out. And I'm like, Dad, I need to show you something. And I'm, there's Google Earth. So you can go on Google Earth. And there's this <laughs> massive pool. It looks like a huge penis, like a massive dick. And I showed it to him, and he was stunned. He was like, oh, my God. I was like, I told you. He's like, that pool looks like a giant dick. And it's like someone still has it. Like, it's it's too big to get rid of it. But like a giant penis pool. There's like, I, so sorry, you said dick and pool. I mean, and I, think it, about- it, I mean, my penis is too big to get rid of, too. Like, uh, you know, like they took me to the bris, you know, and they're like, oh, I don't, we don't even know what to do with this, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but mazel. Yeah, but mazel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, before that we get into any more trouble, uh, I'd like to shout out the old man, Huggy. Uh, good times all over the place as we are. Uh, appreciate it. Episode 27, Talk Shit or Get Off the Pod. Do you have anything else? Yeah, um, thanks for, you know, it's been fun. I'm, I like, this has been great three weeks in a row um, for everybody in my IRL or in real life. Like my uh, stuff's starting to stabilize at the old occupation. So uh, we'll be actually having like a set schedule, set time here in the next like week or two. You'll be seeing it'll be consistent um, posting. Obviously, we've been great about it week to week, but for the streams as well, we'll be able to have it on a set time every single week on the same day and then we'll start rolling into screen players uh that'll be the movie podcast so look out for that it's still coming i know times are crazy your boy my i'm working he's working and when he's not if he's not looking for work he's working the tables apparently allegedly allegedly working the tables um well because we don't know you know you know come find me lena Khan. (laughs) don't say that man well Uh, i'm still trying to get a date with her okay true allegedly but uh, yeah, so just keep a uh, lookout for that. Yeah, it's just always been fun. And uh, we picked up, we had somebody follow us today. So appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Shout out. You got anything else, man? No. Good. All right. We'll see All you right. motherfuckers next week. Deal right, with y'all, it. Y'all be good. Take it easy. Have a good night, guys.
friends piped up. Dope Got up. a best friend yelling this whatever, bitch. Pull up for the hell of it. Turn up on a birthday. You can't even tell a shit. She about to turn the sun. Drop it, shake it, make it spin. Pop it for a Florida boy. Girl, don't leave no evidence. It's whatever, bitch. You ain't with that settle shit. Rubber band stacks only. She don't want that other shit. She about to turn the sun. Drop it, shake it, make it spin. Pop it for a Florida boy. Girl, don't leave no evidence. Screaming this whatever, bitch. Got a best friend yelling this whatever, bitch. Spend a couple hundred on it. It's whatever, bitch. Got a home girl yelling this whatever, bitch. Got a best friend yelling this whatever, bitch. Stand, let me see you put your dresser. Put you on the nightstand, condoms in the dresser. Turn up with a candle, I'll light your whole night up. Fucking Missy, touch you, I'm a lover.